Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. Thanks for tuning back into Windowsill Chats. I am so grateful to have you here and really glad to have you here this morning or this afternoon or this evening or the middle of the night or whenever it might happen to be. I am talking to you from Vashon Island in the lovely, very warm Pacific Northwest this week. But before we get started, I want to read today's review to you. This comes today from JC Recipes. It's entitled Bonanza Mind Explosion. I love that. And if you haven't listened to Bethany's episode yet, get on over there and do so. JC Recipes says, I loved this episode. I am just starting out in my artist journey and I had planned to draw and listen, but I couldn't draw because this episode was so chock loaded with ideas and resources that I spent the whole time Googling and taking notes. Love Bethany's journey, love her work. And Margo, I could listen to you talk all day. It is scary starting out, and you are kind and accessible and just what I need to hear. Aw, thanks, JC Recipes. I really appreciate that. Definitely accessible and kind are very important things to be for me. And I hope that what we bring you here on this podcast is, you know, fodder for thought and moving forward. And it's appropriately timely um, that you're starting out because on this particular episode, I really dig into, I don't know, kind of getting past that thing of how finding your niche and just kind of how to approach it and how to find your own place to be, what your style is and a little braveness. Is that a word? Braveness? Bravery? So thanks for being here, JC Recipes. And listen up. This one might be for you. I'm actually going to do something a little bit different today. I'm going to toss these in every once in a while, but it's just me coming at you. Every once in a while, well, always, I have a lot of thoughts about creativity, obviously, and I and I completely love collaborating and speaking through the stories of of my guests. But every once in a while, I just thought it would be nice just to have a little chat on my own with you. And what I wanted to talk about today is really finding your niche and at the same time being okay with trying new things and and what that looks like. So 
um, you know, what, what, what is that even niche niche? The word alone is confusing to people how to say it. I hear that all the time. Do you say niche or do you say niche? Well, I say niche. Maybe it was all those years of French I took, but what it is, is that place that, that you feel like you, that place where your work fits, you fit. And, and there's several different ways that that shows up throughout our lives. You know, where do you live? The friends you have, the music you like, you know, the food you like, really it's, it's your comfort zone. A and B for art. I think it's it's your style, it's your relevancy, it's kind of the place where your business can live. If you have a creative business, um, it's your uniqueness. It's that thing that people look at it and go, "Oh, that's Misha's work. Oh, that's Lisa's work." Or you know, sometimes it can come like, "Oh, I saw this great thing at the thrift store and I I thought of you because." you have that look or that niche, you know? So it can be sort of a scary thing to think about, but don't let it get you, don't let it get you down. Try not to let it like be daunting or stop your flow, so to speak. Because I think one of the things that, well, it happens in different ways. Like when you are learning something, and I've mentioned this before, but when you're learning something or being taught something by a teacher or you're taking a class, you're learning it from the vocabulary, the creative vocabulary of that person teaching you. So for instance, I know I've spoken before about my painting teacher, Lynn Tuft in, in Napa. And oh gosh, I just love her style. And I felt like I wanted to learn her techniques, but then I wanted to take it my own way. And Lynn Whipple, another person that I love learning from, I love her style, but I want to take her, her techniques and, and then you know, let that information seep in and use parts of it that will help me hone my own style and not look anything like either of those two fantastic artists. And that's not always easy. What you need to do to get to your own place is the magic part. That's the part where you need to keep trying and and you take a little bit from here and you take a little bit from there and you take a little bit from here. You know, when you think about like, if you have a favorite recipe that's kind of your own thing, oh, this is my specialty. These are my special Sunday morning eggs or, you know, this is my favorite charcuterie board that I put out. Well, all those things are, you know, you've made it yours, you know, what your house looks like or anything like that. And the, the same is super, super important for your for your artwork. And I think we can come at it a couple of ways. We can throw everything at the wall. Like, oh my gosh, I've, I've taken all these great courses and I can draw insects really well. And I can draw characters now. And I've tried lettering and I know um, that it's really important to have um, home decor in my portfolio. So I've got that. And I've, oh my gosh, I, I'm a photographer and um, I'm a weaver and I do all these things speaking from experience. Um, but what really helps if you're, if you're working towards a creative business in that realm, you need to focus and you need to say, you need to have it be okay with yourself that you have a niche. Doesn't mean you have to stop, you know, weaving. If you, if you want a career in children's books, it means you need to focus on the children's books. If you want a career in children's books and, um, and what does it take to do that? You know, do you, do you want, to make sure they use your lettering, well, then make sure you have lots of practice in lettering. Do you want to make sure you have good care? You know what I'm talking about. So, but finding your niche, like 
that's all well and good, Margo. We know that you have to practice, but how do you find it? You just keep playing. You keep trying things. If you already have a business, if I'm talking to you and you're saying, I already have a business and I have a lot of things going on. Well, do you have the right things going on? Do you have too much going on? Are you making it hard for people to have to make a choice about what they want to buy from you? Or are you making it hard for yourself to make a choice about what you want to make? Those are the kind of things that I encourage you to think about. Like, for example, gosh, speaking from experience, I, in the way back, I made these wire chairs. I don't know, at, at the top of my making game, I probably had, I don't know, 14, 16 different ones, which means each one had a different jig. Each one had a different way it had to be made. Each This one had this that got added to it. This that got this had. If I had just had, I don't know, six chairs that always sold well, that might have been a little easier to focus. But you have to you have to know what are the things that are bringing people in and what are the things that are keeping them there. Does that make sense? Back to my talking about lettering. You know, I love looking at a portfolio um, and thinking, oh gosh, look at all the stuff that this person does. And I don't want to confuse you and say, oh my gosh, I should take this stuff out of my portfolio. No, I am saying put the things in your portfolio that you want to do for sure. When my dear friend Paul said he wanted to focus on shooting, he was a photographer, shooting people's faces and personalities, but he was frustrated because he kept getting the same old jobs that were, you know, bright, shiny catalog jewelry shots. And so then we did, a pro we decided to do a project where in the loft complex where he lived, he set up his camera and he invited his neighbors over and he took just these gorgeous shots of them portrait style, but in a really artful way. And he put those in his portfolio. And guess what kind of work he started to get? Real work that he really was passionate about, work that he really loved to do. So take a look at what you're doing. If you're a maker and you've got a bunch of styles of earrings and some take a long time and some you love to do and some people really like more than others, can you can you call that down at all and make sure you have the ones that you love to do in there and the ones that Every time you don't, you get an order, you're not like, oh my gosh, I have to make those things. Same with your artwork. Do you have things in there? If people called and said, gosh, I really love that shell pattern. Could you do more nautical? And you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do any nautical or I don't want to do any snowmen. Don't put any snowmen in your, in your portfolio. You know, find your own niche practice. I know I keep coming back to the monthly challenges. Like those are great ways to practice something. Set one for yourself. Like if you think you're interested in something, you you know what I've picked up from my dear friend Marissa beading. Wanna of course try it in my own way because I'm I just don't like copying anything else. But it's really satisfying because I if I bead a pair of earrings, it's not like knitting a sweater or setting it out to draw some big thing on my iPad. I can finish it. I can finish a whole beautiful thing in not that much time. It's trying new things. It's trying leaving room to be inspired and to inspire yourself with things you might want to try. I'm not at all saying you're going to see a beaded line of jewelry for me. Not at all. But that creative time to play lets me focus on the things I need to focus on. It takes away my spinning time. And by spinning, I don't mean the exercise kind. I mean like the, oh my gosh, did I really just spend an hour on Instagram? If I can be creating and making something, um, 
it frees up my mind. I can think about the things I need to do then and the, and the other, you know, the creative things I do that, that are my work um, and that I'm doing for others, which, which I love. So, you know, I just, I just want to encourage you to, to try and to practice new things. You know, if, if you get to that point where you think, you know, gosh, that's enough. I'm, I'm ready to do something new, something to different. I'm really ready to figure out what it is. You know, what's that look like if you already have an established body of work? You just have to say yes to, to the journey of figuring it out and yes to the possibility. You know, if you, maybe you have a style that you're, you've been doing for a long time and you're kind of tired of it and you already have that niche, right? And you, and you want to find a new one. Well, what do you do about that? It's time to stretch then. Like I said, you want to change that style. Don't be afraid to try. Don't be afraid to make a shift. Don't be afraid to, to when you look at all that work that's out there, try so hard not to compare yourself. I had a conversation the other day with a super lovely creative woman who, when I looked at her work, I saw such individuality and style in her work. I just thought, oh my gosh, I see you in that. I see, I don't see anyone else. And she didn't think she had a style. And, you know, we are our own worst enemies. So just embrace the you part of you and and know that the more you practice something, the more you'll find your place in it. If you have a teacher that paints beautiful landscapes like I did, if I had practice and practice and practice every day painting landscapes, I eventually would have, her inspiration would have left my hand and mine would have come in more. That's what happens when you practice it over and over and over again. You get comfortable with your own quirks. You know, sometimes showing your path is a great way to find your path, if that makes sense. Showing us what you're doing as you're doing it. Because when you're learning something or you're, again, trying to find what that thing is you're good at, and, and weed that out from all the others that you see around you, maybe say, taking the same class. If you show us, here's, here were my steps to this, you know, you're showing us you're learning, you know, you're showing, and I'm by showing, I mean, you know, on Instagram or something like that, but you're showing us your, what's, what tripped you up or when you realize that if you just made the swirl at the bottom of the Y kind of go this way. I'm actually doing it with my hand. I love to let her, you know, like, oh, that's kind of my own thing. That's kind of my way to do that. You know, <laughs> when I was young, I always used to sign everything with a smiley face with a tongue hanging out of it. That was my little like, what out like, good Lord, the things we do. But just know, I for one am looking. I see that you're working so hard to make the you that you are. And it gets to change. It gets to change with the wind and a whim. But the most important th part of it is that it feels good to you. It feels right to you. You're being creative. You're not giving up. You're giving yourself grace. You don't have to do things in a certain way. There's no rule. You don't have to follow any rule. Do it your way. You know, shake it up. Sometimes we feel like we can't put something into the world. We, we can't claim our niche until it's perfect. Like the kind of perfect meaning you have it all figured out. It's all done and shiny and your website's perfect. But you know what? If you wait for that, you won't start. We, we play that mind game with ourselves and we, we might say, oh, I'm just going to keep taking these classes until I figure it out. Well, yes, do, but practice and be good to yourself and give yourself time to play, play. I think sometimes when we're creating a business or feeding our family or I don't know, 
training for that marathon or whatever it is, the marathon of life, we don't always give ourselves permission to play. And that's where you find your you. It really is. I mean, think about it. Think about those moments when you are alone by yourself and you're painting or you're dancing or you're riding your bike and the wind is in your hair or you're, you know, swimming that 20th lap or you're singing with your kids or whatever it is. And there's just that little bit of like, you stopped worrying about stuff for a minute there. You, it felt you were in your groove. It felt good. Do things that take you there. You know, that's when you'll find, find your niche. It's not what other people tell you to do. It's what your gut tells you to do. I just, I just want you to have the confidence to put it out there, share what you're doing, let people see that you're stretching and shifting. That itself is a challenge, right? But I want to remind you that when you do that, you may inspire someone else to do the same thing. So as you're digging down and figuring out what that niche is, share it with us. Let's see. Find that point where you start to become comfortable with it because you're giving yourself that gift and you're doing it because you want to. I think that's reason enough. So just wanted to bring you on that little dive into niche finding with me today. If you're interested in this, if it if it piques your interest and you feel like that's you, um, over in the Relish Your Creativity membership this month, we happen to be talking about this very thing and there'll be prompts and times to talk together and work together talking about just this very subject and would love to have you. But no matter what, I want you to be good to yourself and give yourself just the gift of play and practice and grace and time. And thanks for bringing me along with you in your ear. The details on where to find the Relish membership will be in the show notes. It's relishyourcreativity.com. Oh, I should tell you who's inspiring me right now. Gosh, I didn't even stop to think about this. Nerida Hansen Fabrics. Man, she inspires me every day. Do you know her? You should, because she is changing the world of what acceptable on fabrics. I feel like, you know, we've been used to smaller prints on 45 inch wide goods for so long. And Nez is just blowing it out of the water. It's big, bold prints on 60 inch wide and all sorts of substrates. And right now it ships from Australia, but it's about to be available a little bit wider. But Nerida Hansen Textiles, check her out. You know who inspires me is my editor, Katie. Yes, Katie, that's you. Because she takes these conversations and I have utmost trust in her and she puts out into the world. She takes out all the ums and oops and uhs and she pulls out a quote for you guys to listen to that she finds inspiring or thinks you'll love. And it's just perfect every time. And I'm, I'm so grateful for her. Thank you, Katie, because you, she makes this happen for you. If it weren't for Katie, this wouldn't be happening. The other person that inspires me every day is my friend and mentor, Maris Martinez has a beautiful jewelry company. She has two beautiful sons and she is passionate about justice and race and rights. And she just brings a positive outlook throughout every single day and throughout a lot of challenges. And I just think as far as creativity, she's my, she's my gold star. She's my bright star for that because she, she brings it every day. So there's three people that are inspiring me. 
you know who else inspires me? You all. You all just blow me away with your creativity. I mean, you you do try. You already try every day. I love like, you know what? (laughs) Instagram has a limit on how many people you can follow. And that is seriously an issue for me. I want to follow everybody. (laughs) And sometimes I'm full and I have to go make room and that's very hard to do. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. If you want a little bit more, again, jump on over to relishyourcreativity.com. But no matter what, I see you. I see you shining. And I believe you're on the right path. Big love. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.